back to another episode of the Hip Hop Social Worker Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Scott, and today I'm joined by my guy, Darrell Wade, um, you know, the the founder, the owner of Black Men's Wellness PDX. What up? Um, you know, we met last year through mutual acquaintances, you know, um, he's doing this uh, initiative to try to get, you know, to raise awareness in the black community, black, you know, through black males about our physical health, you know what I'm saying, uh, changing the way we eat, the way we live, the way we exercise, spirituality, things like that. And we connected because, like, you want to bring the physical part and you wanted me to kind of help with the mental health part, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we still got big things ahead of us, but the COVID kind of slowed a little bit of that down. But uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, my brother. All right. Uh, I'm Darrell, Darrell Wade. Uh, founder of Black Men's Wellness, uh, PDX, and um, originally from St. Louis, Missouri, been a Portland resident for about, oh man, since 2004, and uh, yeah. Okay, so, um, so, I know last year when we talked, you know what I'm saying, we, you were talking about, you know, like your whole Black Men's Wellness initiative, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was kind of the the idea behind that? Well, the idea behind Black Men's Wellness, wellness is literally just that. Uh, but in short, it is um, a public health initiative that addresses uh, high blood pressure slash hypertension and um, heart disease in African-American males. And the initiative uh, was pretty much founded off of, pretty much out of grief, because uh, up until as late as 2017, I was losing at least one friend a year for about five or six years. Mm-hmm. They were all um, under the age of 50. And they were all um, they were all passing away due to either hypertension or uh, diabetes, you know, or heart disease. And so it was all cardio cardiovascular related deaths. <clears throat> and as I started to research, I realized that I, f- I found that black men are the highest affected population of, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, African-American specifically, African-American males specifically, and then African-American women right behind us. And so um, it came out of a, um, it, it was really birthed out of me trying to like address my own health, health issues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I had 23 years of, of social work in my background. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, one of my last jobs, I was a case manager for foster youth, and I would I would go to my doctor's appointments on my lunch break. And you, as a social worker, know how like, you know, it's a, it's a high stress yeah. <laughs> occupation. And so, even though I wasn't overweight, and my diet wasn't terrible, um, I would go to the doctor, and I would just have these like ridiculously high readings for high blood pressure, and my doctor would always talk about. Uh, putting me on high blood pressure medication mm-hmm. and here I am I wasn't even 40 yet and I was like I don't need high blood pressure medication like I work out you know 
Yeah. You know, you know, the typical like answers you hear from the home, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm just gonna work out and smoke weed. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll be good. Yeah. Drink this drink. That's how I'm gonna treat my high blood pressure. And uh, I got my own plan, you know, my own health plan. Mm -hmm. And so um and so I was refusing medication for years. And finally, when I realized that uh like how dangerous that was, I was like, man, maybe I should like maybe I should just get on like the lowest dose of medication. Yeah. And and it, it helped, it worked. And, um, but I don't, I didn't want to stay on the medication. I didn't want to get stuck and, and rely on that medication. So I, I started like exploring different ways of lowering my blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of mine was my, uh, my hypertension was related to anxiety. Okay. And so, uh, I had to manage that. And I found that for me, especially like exercise and getting outdoors, was a primary way of like managing my anxiety. And I would check my blood pressure immediately afterwards and it would drop dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that was the birth of that. I started taking like friends, I started like trying to invite friends out just on a case by case basis. Mm -hmm. People who just weren't like, oh man, black people don't do that. Black people don't hike. Black people don't do this, black people don't do that. And I was just trying to get you know, one brother out at a time and someone suggested that maybe maybe you should make this a thing a thing you know what i'm saying yeah and and that's pretty much um how black men's wellness was was born mm -hmm. so basically you know what i'm saying you helping your homies out like hey you know what i'm saying let's do this and they was like hey you know what i'm saying like your ideas is are, are valid you know so like you might need to spread this to more people well yeah and 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 with that i realized there was a huge gap in wellness in the black community as a whole mm -hmm. like that like we weren't really it's it's funny now because since um, you know the protests and everything like now i feel like it's it's trending yeah like you hashtag and black wellness is just popping up yeah. <laughs> yeah. my wife was talking about that she was like babe you've been working on this for like you know some time and, yeah. I, and I remember like feeling like a fish out of water uh, because like wellness in the black community, you just you just didn't hear those words, you know, put together. Yeah. And um, and now like there's T-shirts and it's, it's like it's, it's been it's been marketed and it's been yeah. merchandised. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and um, and so yeah, and and, and so that was a, one of the realizations I had. I was like, man, are these brothers going to actually join me, like for a hike? If we go kayaking, stand up paddleboarding, if we do, you know, uh, like a mental health workshop, like a barbershop talk, is this, is this actually, you know, and what I'm finding is that there's a huge demand for it. Um, for sure. And so, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, so you mentioned that, you know, you was, you wasn't trying to be, um, you know, on the meds for a, for a long time. Uh, what do you think, like, you know, led to that, like, you know, like that one of not wanting to be on meds for a long time, you know what I'm saying? Like, why was that kind of like a big deal breaker for you? Well, one of the things that people don't talk about is like with, with medications like ACE inhibitors and lisinopril mm -hmm. is that missing a dose can be dangerous. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it, it might lower your blood pressure, but if you forget and if you if you if you try to just jump off of it, your blood pressure would just skyrocket. Yeah. And it can be dangerous. It can lead to a stroke, a heart attack. It's not <laughs> it is just not meant and I didn't I didn't want to take that chance. My uncle uh passed away at the age of fifty like that. Yeah. Not taking his meds, went to sleep and just didn't wake back up. Yeah. And um, and that's something that's not talked about, you know, and it's probably, I mean, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories and big pharma, but we know we live in a capitalist state, yeah. right? Yeah. And that, sure. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, cream rules everything around us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so, they don't just go for the, the homies off Strong Island. They go for like, you know, big pharma as well, yeah. you know, our political climate. And so they're motivated by money. So they, they don't talk about you know, the risk factor. They talk about them in fine print. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, you might go to sleep and you might not wake up home. Yeah. Work. You know what I'm saying? If you stop taking your meds for three days. <laughs> you, you know, like, it's like a, it's a, um, like, it's a possibility, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of the first things my doctor told me. She was like, don't change your dose and don't stop taking your medication without talking to me. But she didn't really go into why. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She was just like, don't do this. And I was like, well, man, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, and thankfully, um, you know, I had my, my doctor uh, who originally uh, prescribed my medication was a naturopathic doctor. So mm. the plan was for, to wean me off. Yeah. It's like, well, how can I get off this and then manage my own blood pressure without you know, without being, re- you know, relying on this for the, the, the rest of my life. And, and so that was, uh, I, I just, I just like, man, I just don't think it's a good idea for me to be on this medication forever. Yeah, you know? for sure. You know, um, what, I mean, I know you, you don't want to get like conspiracy theories and all that thing, but we do know that there's a disparity in like the health field in black people, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, a lot of you, people you knew were dying before the age of 50 and we, we kind of lack of overall awareness of just health in general. And uh, like, and, and that comes with like, I know like a lot of people I talk to that are black, like just don't like to go to the doctor. You know, they just don't like to go to the doctor for, for any reason. It's like, nah, I'll walk it off or, you know, I'll just kind of, you know, uh, drink more water or whatever the case. But like, what do you think um, is the reason for that? I think, well, I think it's multi-layered. Um, and, and I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. I think there are actually numbers and statistics mm-hmm. stats to support that, you know? Yeah. Um, there's evidence to support that. Um, part of it is lack of representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with lack of representation, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, running into like implicit bias. Yeah. You know, a, being, being treated, you know, the way you're being treated. I had a, this person wasn't a doctor, but I think they were possibly a physician's assistant or PA or, and I went to my doctor and, you know, this white, you know, medical staff had told me I needed lotion. And yeah, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and then proceeded to tell me and and when I you're right when I gave him the look you just gave me yeah 
he proceeded to tell me how he he uh, he adopted a black a black his son was black and I'm like well, that doesn't, does that make it okay for you to tell me that I need lotion yeah I just got out the shower and I had to rush to get here you don't know yeah you don't know what's going on what, what's going on in my life like <laughs> <laughs> and also like you know and so things like that you know so I can totally see you know also a lack of case planning around like culturally specific case planning yeah that we need yeah. um a lot of times like you know where if you're darker skinned you know you're you're more resistant to uv rays mm. okay. and so uh you know i had a doctor thank you. i mean she was like but she was you know she re- she recommended she was like you need to sit in the sun with your shirt off yeah and I was actually thankful she told me that, you know, and she, you know, she put me on vitamin D supplements. She was like, your, your vitamin D is low. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, when you're in the summertime, it was high, but right now it's low and you need supplements. She's like, but if you can't sit in the sun, you have more melanin. So you, you're more resistant to UV rays. Not a bad thing. It just means you need to sit in the sun longer to get that, your, your vitamin D levels up. Yeah. And, um, and so but how many of us are going to hear that? How many doctors are going to, you know, white white doctors or no, or non-black doctors are going to tell their their black patients like, you need to sit in a, you need to sunbathe. Yeah. Or get get a you need to sit in a tanning bed. Yeah. You know get that UV. You know, that UV that you need that that vitamin D. Okay. And so, and that affects our immune system. It affects our mood, I found out. It affects our energy levels. These are all things I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just happened to have a doctor who took a certain interest in, you know, who noticed that. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that, and then there's also the stigma, you know, and then there's, there's a stigma, there's the lack of health coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to pay for that? Yeah. You know? Um, uh, and there's a lack of resources, and I really feel like in uh, the black community, there needs to be like a liaison between uh, the health community and the black community. There needs to be a bridge there somewhere. Yeah, I actually applied for a job that was that was that. <laughs> it was a social work job, and it was um, a health a health worker liaison or something like that. Yeah. But because um, you know. COVID kind of messed the but you know, the budget up. That job was put on hold. So, oh, <laughs> we, and so and, and thankfully, you know, we're in we're in Portland, so we have resources that a lot of places, unlike us, have. We have reach, right? Yeah. You know, we have reach with Monoma County, and more and more. Um, Medical providers like Providence and Kyler are um, starting to develop culturally specific programming. Mm-hmm. And but that's not the case on a very on, on a larger scale. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's it's just you know, and honestly, we need to start you know pushing our kids to go into the medical field. Mm-hmm. We really do. A lot yeah. of immigrant communities do that because they know there's always a need. Yeah. They know that 
um, they know that it, it, it will always pay well. And those jobs are essentially recession proof. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're even pandemic proof. Yeah. <laughs> Get bored of pandemic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My wife works for Providence and, you know, she works in admin, but she's an essential employee. Yeah. So while I got laid off, you know, as a sub working for an alternative school, she, um, you know, she's our sole provider right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we, there needs to be a push in the black community. Like, no, you're going to be a doctor <laughs> or a physician's yeah. assistant or a, uh, or such and such. And so we wonder why you see so many like Asian folks in, um, in the medical facility. Well, a lot of them are from first generation, uh, immigrant, like mm-hmm. parents. Yeah. That know that, that is the way to go. Yeah. That is the, that job is going to be there. There's a, there's a push there, you know, instead of, you know, trying to shape our kids to be musicians and mm-hmm. skateboarders and rappers. Yeah. You know, live our dreams vicariously through them. I think yeah. <laughs> we need to be pushing our kids to, um, towards the sciences. Yeah. And it's kind of like a community responsibility. It's yes. like you can, like you just doing this, it's like it's like you're branching out. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, so you can you can go anywhere and really just be a person that kind of has the the knowledge of being a person of color. Because even like in the mental health field, there's things that I know, you know, that a white practitioner wouldn't even fathom. You know what I'm saying? But it's like because I went and I you know you know took out the you know the brunt of the of the loans and you know became a practitioner. I like I like I can kind of bring that experience to, to like you know and it can branch out to you know into more you know like wherever I work I like leave a mark you know what I'm saying yeah and I feel like we need you know like and I agree you know so we need more of that in the you know in the physical health field you know like I know there's a lot of people that want to be therapists but it'd be nice if we had a lot of people that you know like want to be like surgeons or you know like or like cardio um, whatever you call it cardiologists or whatever. <laughs> You know stuff like that. Yeah, I just read this. Um, you may have actually posted. I, who posted this? It was the, the James Baldwin quote. Mm, it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> someone posted a, a Baldwin quote on uh, on the gram today, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was some something along the lines that children always fail to listen to their elder. Yeah, but they never fail to imitate them. Mm. And so, you know, they they they're gonna do what they see. Yeah. You know, and they see if they see black doctors and scientists and things like that, then they're more likely to imitate that. Yeah. You know, whereas you know, I mean, it's the it's the reason that, I mean, think about think about when you first start saw someone sag their pants, mm-hmm. right? I remember when I first came out. Yeah. <laughs> it was NWA. I remember like when We Want Easy came out and like I remember when people straight up first started sagging their pants in middle school. And to this day kids are still sagging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we didn't grow up and we like, man, why are you wearing your pants like that, G? You wear yeah. skinny jeans. Like you sag. <laughs> you yeah. <got> <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember 
kids are kids are 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 imitating culture that we started like dang near you know 20 plus years ago yeah. they weren't even born yeah and so imagine if that was a shift and we were like we're gonna be doctors lawyers scientists mm-hmm. you know kids do what they see you know if we like we're gonna make this cool we're gonna make this trendy yeah you know what i'm saying and i'm starting to see that thankfully i am starting to see a lot more of that especially like black farmers and things like that there's a movement there and you know that's also a component of you know the black men's wellness piece that uh i don't even think i realized until we had our uh, inaugural hike yesterday yeah and i saw the interaction between Black Men's Wellness was initially focused on <clears throat> um, early to middle age men. Yeah. So late 20s plus, right? Mm. Because that's a very high effective population. But yesterday, half our group were, you know, were, were tweens and, t- and young teenagers. Yeah. And the other half were adult males. And when I saw the interaction, I was like, oh, man, so this is a whole piece that <laughs> yeah. I didn't really think about, mm-hmm. like the modeling, the mentoring. And, we, you know, we had black men from all walks of life on that hike. Yeah. And um, when I saw the interaction of even, you know, young black males interacting with adult black male they had just met that day i was like this is a huge and now you can see like you know some of the brothers like interacting with these young black males like they were their own yeah like hey hey you guys watch, watch out like no, inside, let these people pass you know <laughs> be careful you know because you know they keep the kids are wilding out they're doing parkour on the trails uh-huh. and they're like hey hey chill don't do that now <laughs> you fall we ain't coming to get you you fall into that ravine yeah you on your own (laughs) (laughs) and so the no child left behind policy does not apply (laughs) (laughs) not here and so but that that's the component that i was like it was that was really beautiful that i saw i was like okay here's a whole piece here that and i love that you named the hike black people don't do that because there's so many like it, it, and I was one of those black people that was like black people don't do that and I still I still act towards that way in some regards you know like yeah. camping or like snowboarding I'm like ah I don't do that but 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 you know not but but now I'm more open to doing things like that but before you know when I was like in my um, early 20s I would kind of look like what anybody doing none of that shit you know what I'm saying but black people don't do that shit yeah that was yeah. um that was June Howard's um that was his brainchild, actually. Okay. And so the idea is that uh, the Black Men's Wellness, each facilitator will have their own series. Yeah. And that will that will be a quarterly series, so three month, once a month for three months. Yeah. Uh, uh, de- depending on each facilitator's schedule, uh, with the exception of you, because I know you were like working on Mental Health Week. You know, yeah. we can get into that later, but like. Um, June, um, we were snowboarding actually. We were coming back from snowboarding. See, I'm saying look at that. I'm missing out because I'm <laughs> <laughs> June, yeah, June and I were coming back from snowboarding uh, on, 
MLK Day actually. Mm-hmm. And um, and and we were just kind of brainstorming. And he was like, "Man, I was like, what do you, what, what what do you what do you see yourself? How you see yourself contributing to black men's wellness?" And he's like, "Man, I really just he was already doing that stuff. He already like kayaks, does stand up paddleboarding. He hikes. He snowboards." He longboards, you know what I'm saying? He already does stuff where people like, black people don't do that shit. Yeah. And I said, uh, and so he said, man, I really just want to get black people out of their, our comfort zone and in their element, is what he said. And I said, um, shout out to June, by the way, yes, our facilitator uh, yesterday. And um, I said, we should do it. We should call it black people don't do that shit. Because <laughs> how often do we hear that? You yeah. know, when you want to do something that's out of the box, I call it off the plantation. You want to yeah. <laughs> get off the plantation? Yeah. Black people don't do that shit. This one does. Like, yep. I'm running. Like, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm going to meet up with Harriet. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, but I, I, I'm guilty of that too, though. Right? I'm yeah. totally, man, from St. Louis, you kidding me? I'm totally guilty of that. Like, Man, black people don't do that. Like, black people don't eat that. Black people don't, you know. Yeah. And 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 you as a therapist, you 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 know that even especially with therapy, like that's that stigma. Oh, black for real. Don't. You know, we go to church. Yeah. Are, <laughs> I need know, no therapist. Are, Jesus, are, my you therapist. Know, like, <laughs> early, man, all I need is a blunt, man. You know. Right. <laughs> you know, like how about you do that angle therapy? Like right, <laughs> there's so much. My therapist, I don't need. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so, like we uh, it 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 it, it expands to <laughs> so many parts of wellness that we're like depriving ourselves of, but also that we've been deprived of. And you know, we want to talk about you know the the current climate. Um, you know. Ahmad Avery was fighting for his wellness. This is a brother who was on the jog, who apparently jogged his neighborhood regularly. Yeah. And he, you know, I'm saying he paid the ultimate price for his wellness. If you talk, if you want to talk about Floyd and his his health issues, he had pre-existing health issues. Yeah. You know, and from what I understand, he moved to um to Minnesota to pursue like you know. A, you know, a better life for himself, which is wellness. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, and right. and so, and he paid the price. Yeah. I mean, Brianna was sleeping. That's, yeah. Sleeping is hugely important, you know? Right. And she paid the price. Yeah. All these people were pursuing wellness in various ways. Mm-hmm. And so, I didn't even think it think of it as a form of resistance, or until until all, all these things happened. I was like, "Oh man!" And um, the hike actually was set for March twenty seventh. Yeah, and that was the weekend that Governor Brown announced the shutdown. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, I remember that. Right, remember everybody like. <laughs> I was tripping off telling my sister back back home. I was like, so basically, we all on punishment. The whole state. Yeah. The <laughs> Brown was pissed because before she was nice, she was like, "Hey, you know what? Just social distance. Yeah, you be irresponsible." Right. And then, 
<laughs> everybody went to the beach. Everybody hit the trail. She lost it. She was like, so I told God social distance. And what y'all heard was <laughs> do everything in the world. Everybody on punishment. <laughs> Stay at home order in place. And I was like, I didn't even think they could shut down trails. And they shut down all the, all the state parks and local parks. And I was like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had just gotten sponsorship from Danner Boots and all of that. And I was like, man. So we postponed it. And then, you know, but it worked out. I did, you know, it just happened that this, that last week was Black Hikers Week. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's why we did it. Because we had about, we only planned that in about a week's time, June yeah. and I. I hit June up. I saw uh, there's an organization called We Color Outside. And uh, um, Outdoor Afro. Mm-hmm. And they were hashtagging Black Hikers Week. And they were like, tag us in your, in your hikes. And I said, okay, can I do this? Can I get some brothers out with a week's notice or less? And, you know, I uh, shot June a text. And he was like, yeah, I think we can do it. Yeah. And it worked out. Nice. And uh, so yesterday was the last day for Black Hikers Week. And yeah, it was great, man. I knew it was a beginner hike. And we're so fortunate in Oregon. We're just surrounded by, um, we're just surrounded by lush greenery. You know what I'm saying? We're surrounded by nature. And Black black folk of all people <laughs> whether we realize it or not we're we're so connected spiritually to nature more than we realize yeah. and i think we're, we're we're starting to realize that more and more every day and i see like you know especially like with like the vegan movement too like i feel like you know at first we were like not really a part of it and now we're taking it over well not taking it over but we're like you know like we're trying to get our oh know, yeah you know, like that is, I don't know if I'll ever be able to. Well, black people don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you gonna have a cookout, a vegan cookout? Yeah. Like, <laughs> How you gonna have a vegan barbecue in the park? Uh, <laughs> beyond burgers all over the place. Um, burgers, little fake ribs. <laughs> fake ribs. I love meat, man. Uh, <laughs> but it will, but I 100% support it. Because, man, yeah. you know, we, we needed my wife. My wife's more of like a pescatarian. Yeah. You know, I am a carnivore through and through. Yeah. And so. Um, so how do you, like, uh, combat, you know, because in wellness, like, somebody might say you shouldn't eat a lot of meat. You know what I'm saying? So how do you, like, you know, combat those things? Like, you know, being hmm. being well but like also like enjoying, you know, a state every month. I say do your research, you know, cause I disagree with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, have to, I have a homie, you know, uh, Southeast Asians uh, eat a lot of vegetables. I have an Indian homie and I was talking to him about that. I didn't mm-hmm. talk to him about it cause you know, I think he's, you know, his parents were first-gen immigrants and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah, man, they talked about how, like, we're not really supposed to eat meat like that. And he was like, what about our teeth? He's like, our, our teeth are made to tear meat. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's yeah. like, he, he's like, we've evolved to, you know. So I, I, I challenge that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be vegan. I, I really believe that it depends on the person. Okay. Like, there are some people who actually need a certain type of protein from meat. Or they will like they will feel like a consequence. Yeah, I, I found that. I, I say talk to talk to um, you know, a medical health professional. We we can't really like simplify it as in terms of like you are or you aren't supposed to eat this because we all have different blood types. We have different lifestyles. We have different metabolisms. So where one person is supposed to, you know eat like a slow burning carbs. One person might have to lay off those carbs a little bit and go light, yeah. you know, but if you're like a person like that loves to run and you just burning through carbs like crazy, but if you're more of a sedentary lifestyle where you just, chip, you know, then your diet is going to be different. Right. Yeah. And so, and so that's, that's just something I, I challenge. I definitely feel, I've done meat fast. Yeah. And it's always been rough for me. Mm -hmm. I know that much. It's been, it's always been rough. I don't know what's going on inside my body that just needs that type of protein. Same, but, uh, but you can tell I, like it's not there. It, I can tell, I can definitely tell. And people always, oh, it'll get better after three weeks after I've done as long as like, uh, like a month and a half. And yeah. just felt worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> not have the strength. Not like I was like, no, it 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 hasn't. Like, yeah, it has not improved. <laughs> it has not improved. <laughs> like, no, just wait, bro. Like, no, 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 no. I'm going back. You know, I do. I am conscious of the type of meat I put in my body. I become more conscious. So I get my meat from butchers. I make sure that it's local. Yeah. I make sure that. Uh, I limit my red meat intake. I eat red meat, but I don't like to eat it every day. Mm -hmm. Maybe once a week. I do a lot of chicken, a lot of fish. I try to make sure if I do pork that it's local grass-fed pork. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's just something, you know, that, you know that that I do. You know, you can be conscious. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to get your Chicken from Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I live in North Portland, so I actually live close to like, you know, Savi's and they have like, you know, they have like, you know, cow farms over there, you know, yeah. ranches and things. And so uh, I was talking with some friends and some relatives. We're talking about actually splitting a cow. Yeah, I know. I know people do that, you know. Yeah. And um, my grandmother used to do that. My grandmother used to go out to the country and she'd be like, oh, I'm buying like a cow. And she would feed the entire family for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> and people don't realize that is that to go to a butcher and get a meat pack is actually cheaper than going mm -hmm. to the grocery store. Yeah. It's so probably you, not convenient. Right. And so, but you can put that stuff in your freezer and just pull it out as you need it. And it will, um, I think the first time I got a meat pack, it was just me and my wife at the time. It fed us for six months. Yeah. For like less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. I was, it just, it just, I was like, oh man, I was like, I, I think I might have overdid it with this meat pack. I'm like, I'm still eating. Yeah. Uh, and I'm getting more into fishing. Okay. And so I, I'm learning that too. So, I mean, I've been fishing, 
you know, getting trout and stuff, like getting my fish for like from like local lakes. Yeah. Uh, lakes and ponds. Nice. And so you ever go to Casings? Hmm? You ever go to Casings? Yeah. Uh I I like Casings. Yeah. I was, I was just going to mention that. I like Casings. They used to be here on Denver, and now they've, they've moved. Uh, the good thing about Casings, all their, all their, their meat is local. Mm-hmm. It's not flash frozen like some butchers. Um, so your meat is fresh and ready to cook that day. And that's the only butcher in town I know that's like that. And obviously, they're, plus they're black-owned. They've been around for over 50 years. Yeah. And they're family-owned. Nice. So, plug for case for, for casings. <laughs> right off MLK and yeah. Alberta. Or is it Killingsworth? Is it Killingsworth? It's, it's Alberta. Okay. Right off the corner of MLK and Northeast Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is the goal for the um, black men's wellness? You know? So the the goal is just um, to um, to introduce uh, black males who are otherwise foreign to um, a lifestyle of wellness to that lifestyle. Okay. And so, and that, and, and I feel like that's that definitely needed to be clarified because some people think that oh, I need like you're a work, you're a health coach. I want to meet up with you every week and work. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's literally just to be like, and um, the hike was a good example. We had a brother that come out, come out, and he had been here for four years, but he didn't know anything about like hiking or, you know. And I told him, I said, man, there's almost nowhere in Portland that you live where you're not close to a trail. That's real. There's like nowhere. There's an app called All Trails where you can literally get on your phone and it will tell you the closest trail to you. And, you know, and, you know, he lives out in the numbers and he was just like, he was like, man, he's like, I, I didn't even know this was here, you know? Yeah, I think there's I more, you're probably closer to trails in the numbers than. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are, you are, you are, you're on your way to the gorge. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, man, and he was like, man, I didn't, I didn't know that, that this was out here, you know, because we just hiked, we just hit a hike off Germantown. We all met up at my house and then we caravan out to a trail up in Germantown. I which trails until we moved out here, as much as I hiked, I didn't know those trails were there. Yeah. And so um and so this the goal is just to get them started. You know, we have a mutual our mutual homie, the bearded chef, Deshaun. He prepared healthy snacks, he made granola bars, <laughs> breakfast. But Deshaun lost a hundred pounds when he was one of the the people that I like I started with. Yeah. You know, and it was about accountability as well, because I get slack I slack on my workout routine and we were just holding each other accountable. But in doing so, you know, it, it helped, it helped with my hypertension. He lost over a hundred pounds within a year, but also he started hiking and, um, and he's become an avid hiker since. And yeah. so, uh, but it, I just, I just, with Deshaun, you know, I was just like, man, I just gotta get him moving. If I can get him moving, then he'll probably, you know, body in motion stays in motion. And, and man, my man just didn't stop. He just kept moving. Yeah. You know, even when I wasn't around, he just kept moving. Love it. And um, and so 
the, the idea is just to introduce people to different wellness lifestyle practices. For sure. Yeah. You know, okay. that, that that they can take with them. Yeah. yeah. All right. And um so I I know you mentioned the you know the sponsorship earlier. You know, like how do you go about like doing that? Like you use like like you just see like people and you just email them like boom, I got this plan. Help me out. So I just right now I just use my community. Okay. Uh, uh, my homegirl um, Marina, she worked for Danner Boots, and um, I actually caught her on her last day, but she had been there forever. I feel like, and I said, "Hey, I'm doing this Black Men's Wellness hike. I was wondering if you guys could like." you know, possibly sponsor the hike with some some gift cards or the merch or whatever. And she just she just plugged me. Yeah. Okay. And it was instant sponsorship. Um and so um so I just I'm just using my network, you know. Um I'm looking to reach out to Adidas Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh right now I got a a, a brother from Nike. Oh who's building our website. Uh, and he founded a good design for good causes. Yeah. If you look up good design for good causes.com, if you're uh, a community worker or if you're a business of, uh, especially a black business or a business of color, they're offering free design mm. from like top, top designers. Like folks that are designed for like Google, <laughs> yeah, Red Bull and like Nike. Okay, and and that is a that is a uh, that's kind of how they're protesting. That's how they're they're contributing, you know, to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, uh, and right now they have a. I think I feel like I might be one. I'm one of their first clients. Right now yeah. they have more uh, supply than they do demand, and so they need people to like to sign up and say, hey, I need a website built or I need a logo or I need a poster or I need a flyer or I need this design. And yeah. they're offering that free of charge. Man, I need to holler at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put a link in our chat in the Black Men's Wellness chat because I was, because, you know, he was actually kind of like stressing about that. He was like, man, I, maybe I started this too soon. I was like, oh, no, 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 you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> when I get done, you're going to be like, bro, where did all these people come from? Like, yeah. <laughs> And so, um, yeah. Okay, that sounds that sounds lovely. Yeah, you reach, yeah. I know that's one thing that I still that I still struggle with is trying to you know find sponsors, and I was, I think I'm just trying to I don't I don't know where to where to go, but you know, learning. I'm learning as I go. Um, you know, I still have an idea for you know once things really get moving. Of you know my contribution, my contribution to the mental or to the black men's wellness. Uh, I think I told you before. You know the coloring night. You know, uh, so one the coloring of the, night, huh? You said the coloring night. Yeah, you know, like kind of, you know, like bring pictures, bring bring colored pencils. I kind of talk about the benefits of sit of just sitting down, of focusing and coloring picking and just coloring pictures. You know, I know I work oh, at with yeah. my. You know? Yeah, yeah, I remember you talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need to do that. That's, <laughs> got you, that. That's dope. You know, put on some lo-fi music and just, you know. And just color. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I try to tell my youth that, uh, you know, I work with all the time. They look at me like I'm crazy. 
until they start coloring, then they be there for <laughs> for hours, just zoned out, you know, because it's like it's like grounding, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you like you're focused on one thing, everything else is irrelevant at the moment, and you're just focusing on trying to really make this thing look good. You know, I know like some, I know some local comic book artists mm-hmm. that would contribute. That would that would probably that would love to contribute. Yeah, I would love that. You know? Yeah, the other brother. I mean, he's kind of blown up right now. His name is Marcus Prime. Okay, and uh, <laughs> he's a little bit harder to get in touch with these days. I mean, now he's popped up in like Vibe magazine. And oh, so he in there? He in there, man. Well, he did that. Um, he did that sketch of um, of the brother being arrested, the cartoon, while the while the uh, the white guy with the like AR fifteen on his back, yeah, was walking yeah. past. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was him who did that. Okay, and so and he lived in Portland okay. for a while, <laughs> and yeah, and so he's blown up. He's really blown up, like. I, but I met him at Comic Rose City Comic Con. He's from LA, and he had moved here for a little bit. And I met him at Rose City Comic Con, and he's a cool brother, man. Oh, man, he did he did a custom for me that I cannot find, and I am like, damn, I am I am killing myself. <laughs> but I think I'm. He emailed it to me, and it was it was it was T'Challa in the Black Panther suit, yeah, wearing a Kobe jersey, oh. with a trophy. And, and wearing the Kobe's <laughs> with uh, with the with the and holding on to like the the trophy. Yeah. And this is before Kobe passed. Oh. And this was years before Kobe passed, and I bought this for him. It's funny because when I bought it, I was like, "Man, it's cool," but I ain't really like in sports like that. Yeah. You know, that was I, I, I bought it because I want to support him to support yeah. Marcus, and I also it was a dope it was a dope piece actually. Yeah. And. Uh, and I can't find it anywhere. Ooh. And I was like, man, that sucks. <laughs> but, but I know a few a, a, a few artists that would that would actually probably like contribute like some um, um, some of their own works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would love I would love anything. Um, you know, I I, I hit up uh, um, Bun B's manager because he had the rap coloring book. And I was oh trying yeah. To, you know, like. A, I was trying to get some, uh, you know, what I'm saying some books donated, but uh, you know, <laughs> got ghosted. So <laughs> no, Stephen Christian, I want to say Stephen Christensen or Stephen Christian. He does a comic book that's kind of like in the in the vein of Boondocks called. Okay. Uh, um, he has two things. He has one called Black Heroes Matter, where yeah. he does his own renditions of black superheroes, and they're super dope. He has. Um, he's kind of a genius, really. He's one of those cats. He has, um, and he has a series called uh, Island Fever. And it's like, I think it's mainly based out of the Bay, but it's about this, like, this little kid and, uh, named Roscoe, just trying to stay out of trouble, but always yeah. finds himself in trouble. He has runs in, run in with the cops and stuff like that. But his artwork is super dope and super unique. And he's here, he's here. He went to uh, U of O, I think he played football. Okay. I think he was a, I think he was a duck and he's just one of those brilliant minds that um you know that you that you really run run across but I can talk I can reach out to him as well okay cuz he he's expressed interest in contributing that's what's up that's what's up 
Well, uh, where can people find more information about black men's wellness? Uh, uh, Instagram. Right now, the best way is just Instagram. Um, Instagram, black men's wellness, PDX on Instagram, uh, black men's wellness, uh, PDX Facebook. And then our website will be live by the end of this week, hopefully. And it'll be blackmenswellness.org. Okay. And, um, and so, yeah, that uh, you can always reach out to me, DM me, you know, if you're wanting to donate or contribute. Uh, we have a fiscal sponsor. We're set up for that. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming and sharing your journey. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful one. I really appreciate you for thinking of me when you're starting this whole thing out. And uh, I look forward to working with you and spreading the good word. Oh, thanks, man. Yo, before you leave, this is a hip-hop sociary. Can I ask what you listen to right now? What's the last, what's the last album you listened to? The last album I listened to, that, that was like... That was hip-hop. Like, the full Outlast album I listened to was uh, Written Testimony. No, no, no. Take that back. I listened to Written Testimony, which is the J Electronic and Jay-Z album. Oh, then yeah. That, I listened to, um, um, not Smoke, uh, Currency had an album with, with uh, like, a double, uh, or with the duty partner with, I forgot what the album was called, Smoking Partners. And that was okay. cool, you know, but, you know, but I've been really listening to that, uh, you know, to that Written Testimony Um and then I built a '90s playlist, like all like the rap songs from the '90s that I've been kind of bumping to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I'm on right now. I'm on that. Uh, this, and then like you know, like the little baby single that dropped, that was tight. Uh, what else did I? Have? Was there anything new that was? Um, Buddy, there's an artist named Buddy that he, he dropped a new little, got a new project with someone else. And then I'm a Pete. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. You got a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> really, the red testimony is, is is sticking to me. Like, people are people were, like, skeptical about it. Or they were saying, oh, man, it's a Jay-Z album. But I'm like, no, nah, not really. I mean, Jay-Z's on there, yeah. But Jay Electronic still does enough to let you know that this is his album. You know what I'm saying? To me, anyway. I agree. I agree. I feel like, I mean, it's a Jay Electronica album. Uh, there's definitely a... <laughs> There's definitely a generous contribution from, from Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> and I can understand that because there was so much hype. Yeah. Up, up to that release. And how long was it been? 10 years? Yeah, it was probably more than that. I mean, since the Exhibit C dropped. Yeah. It probably was longer than that. But it, it, it's, it's still a tough release no matter what. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was a pretty tough release. Yeah, that's what, uh, I, that's what I'm There's a cat named uh, JB. JB. And he released um, his newest project, This World is So Fragile and Cruel. I'm glad I got you. Mm. And it's it's a pretty dope album. He's got like a he's got like a track with uh with Atmosphere and Lil B. Okay. It's pretty nasty. And uh he's a he's an artist based out of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, he's involved in a lot of activism there as well. And so but uh that's what I'm kind I'm I'm currently studying that album. Yeah. I know my partner, uh, you know, uh, my partner Hanif, 
uh, Hanif the Free Slave on Instagram. Uh, he yeah. dropped an EP called The Clout. Oh my gosh, I forgot yeah. about that. Somebody just told me about that. Man, when Hanif drops an album, yeah, it's like it's just uh, how long has it been? It's just a rare treat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a right, rare you know. Treat. So. So check that out. I, I actually posted his video on my on my hip hop hip hop social worker Instagram. Uh, LLC is is just video got out. He's just yeah. tough. He's tough and he don't he don't bullshit and he he give it to you raw. So anytime he yeah. drop one, I gotta I gotta pick it up. He's a yeah. He's a radical. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he's a radical. Him and JB they actually mess with each other. I think they okay. got a, they got some joints together and. Uh, yeah, they're very, very similar in their vibes. Yeah, um, you need to peep that there. Is that on title or something like that? Uh, uh, JV? Yeah. It's on, it's actually, it should, it's on all streaming platforms. Uh, I'll I listen to it on Spotify. Okay. Yeah. yeah and it's JB, J-A-B-E-E. Okay. So. Yeah, I'll peep that. Since he yeah. got your cosign, I got to peep it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, all right then, bro. All right, man. It was good talking to you, bro. Good building. Peace. Peace.